Knicks fans, what's the word? Listen, man, I know what y'all thinking about. I, I know what y'all thinking. <laughs> where's Triple M and where's Don Juan? Listen, you know, first and foremost, I just want to, you know, first and foremost, we have to congratulate my boy Triple M. Um, you know, he had just had his second child um, this week. So, uh, unfortunately, my man right now is on, is on, you know, he's on family duties right now. And Don Juan, you know, he's definitely enjoying a much needed vacation with his family. So, um, you know, shout out to them, you know, but luckily right now it's only, you know, it's only right. You know, right now you got your, you got your boy Zebo, um, you know, holding it down for you. And it's, and it's honestly at the perfect time right now with, you know, with Zant, you know, with, you know, with uh, Julius Randle just going crazy right now. And obviously coming off one of the biggest wins of, I know it's only four days, I know it's only four days into the year, but literally with the, uh, you know, with the biggest win of the year and of the season. And it's only right that we do have my man Omar. Um, definitely go ahead and follow him on Twitter. Uh, like I, you know, like I told him before the show, love his stuff. Um, you know, I definitely love his articles at you know deepcoversports.com. So, um, and obviously this is like the second biggest Julius Randle fan I know. So, um, Omar, what's going on, man? What's up, Zebo? You know, it's it's really unfortunate not to have uh, Don Juan and Triple M here to really be able to just fully express our our excitement over the julius randall renaissance i know but, right you know it's okay it's all right no, but uh congratulations to triple m first of all on his second child definitely. and uh you know uh i i I'm, I'm glad that don Juan's down in orlando man he's uh he got to be there when the news of the shack jersey retirement was announced so exactly you know so he, he's he's living life pretty good and so but yeah always happy to fill in you know and uh you know, it's kind of like uh, when when the Knicks played the Pacers. You know, you know, really down a, a few guys, but you know, hopefully we'll we'll make this a little bit better than the, the outcome of that one for sure. Yeah, no, for sure, and we'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely go ahead and dive into that. But yeah, no, we'll have a good show. I mean, like I said, we, I feel like right now it's it's only it's it's crazy. How it, it, right now it's a perfect circle because, like I said, right now Julius Randle's on the tear. R.J. Barrett is, you know, we'll go ahead and talk. You know, we'll go ahead and talk more about the trade, but R.J. Barrett is gone, so. It's, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, I think we've been one of the two biggest R.J. Barrett kind of critics. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's a little weird. You know, again, I did want to gloat a little bit because one of the biggest R.J. fans isn't here right now. But that's all right. I will. You know, we'll definitely talk to him more about it. But yeah, man, I mean, real quick before we do go ahead and get into the, you know, go ahead and get into the trades, you know, get into the first two games with, um, you know, with our brand, you know, with our brand new uh, players from Toronto. Uh, I did want to ask you, Omar, because I mean, like I told you post game, I mean, I do love your articles, and every time we do have you here, I do, I definitely do love your insight. So, um, and I know we haven't had you in a while, so I mean, real quick, man, what's been, you know, for you personally, what's been your assessment of the season? Like, how do you feel about Randall? How do you feel about Brunson? And obviously, this is, you know, I'm talking about like pre OG, you know, OG and Anobi. Like, yeah, like how do you, like how do you feel about the team? Do you feel a little disappointed? Do you feel? Do you feel good about where we at? Like, how's it how's it been for you personally this season? Um, obviously, starting the season the way Julius did was concerning, right? You know, he, right. he and I, in my mind, I was like, all right, he's recovering from the ankle surgery. Give him some time, and uh, that turned out to be the correct assumption. You know, not to burn the world down because he had a few bad games. But uh, Brunson's been incredible. Uh, I've been disappointed by Grimes' play, to be honest, which is why yeah. you know Divincenzo has surpassed him in the starting lineup. Uh, right. But coming leading up to the trade, the the loss of Mitchell Robinson was just so huge, and was. I was uh, saying this the other day. 
we don't really appreciate just how much he glosses over defensively for the rest of the team, right? Because people are so conscious of him in the lane, it just alters the way they play offense sometimes, right? right. And I just really think that once he went down and now he's out for the year, so and as much as I like what Hartenstein's been able to do, right. defensively, he's not quite Mitch unless he's going against Rudy Gobert and he's blocking him three times. But exactly, that's, exactly. that's another situation. But, but yeah, so you, you, you lost that. And defensively, the team just started to dip. And that's why I really think, I truly believe that if they were on the fence about the trade, and we'll talk about it later, but if they're on the fence, they were really pushed there because Mitch went out and the defense just tanked. And Tom Thibodeau is not going to stand for a team with that doesn't play defense, right? Right. So, uh, you know, I feel like it was a little underwhelming. You know, I thought the the team would be in that four or five spot like they were last year. You know, going into before the trade, they were hovering around play-in territory. And, um, you know, you were hoping for a little bit better. But also understand it's a long season and deals are going to happen. Runs are going to be go, go on, whatever. And, you know, but... I think looking forward, we're in a pretty good spot now. Um, obviously, you you lose a couple of big players, but uh, you really also got to be encouraged by what you've seen from DiVincenzo. He's just been incredible, uh, especially over these last like 10 to 15 games. And Randall right. has come back uh, into, I think, all-NBA and all-star form that he was yeah. uh, previously. So. And, of course, Brunson's just been you know the thing that makes the whole thing go. And, uh, exactly. And yeah, so uh, I wouldn't say I was I'm worried or I was worried before the trade, but there was a little a little concern uh, just about how are they going to make these adjustments defensively, and what does it look like long term? You know, with Mitch being get, being out, right? And and also too, I think the biggest thing is you you always get those one or two teams that are always like a big surprise, and unfortunately for us, it's been Orlando and and Indiana. So that's you know it's a little disappointing because that's my. Uh, I feel like when we did when we did speak about, you know, our assessment of this, you know, of the season, you know, in mid-December, I was a little disappointed just because I thought after Boston and Milwaukee, I thought we would be that third team. But obviously, Joel Embiid playing the way he is, Tyrese Halliburton just emerging as a superstar and right. Orlando kind of, you know, doing their thing, which it looks like they are coming down a little bit of earth. It does, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you are behind a little bit in those teams is a little disappointing, but it is what it is. Like, it, I'm not, yeah, I feel the same way as you, um, you know, a little, you know, I'm concerned, obviously, but not to the point where I'm disappointed. So, no, I definitely, I'm I'm 100% there with you. And, yeah, and yeah, bro, I mean, you talked about it. Let's, you know, let's go ahead and jump into it. I mean, we had the, we obviously had the big trade where, uh, with Toronto, which I honestly was surprised, especially with the whole lawsuit yeah. and everything going on, but it happened. Um, we got OG Ananobi, uh, got Precious Achua and Michael Flynn, and two home. You know, we lost our two homegrown guys. We lost R.J. Barrett, mm-hmm. Emmanuel quickly, and a second round pick um, from Detroit, which it might as well like, be a late first. I mean, might as well yeah. a late. Yeah, it's a thirty. It's it's essentially going to be the thirty first pick on. Mm-hmm. on Unless Detroit goes on a on a twenty game win streak, which it, it, it's more it's high it's more doubt it's honestly it's high it's more likely that they'll go on a, another twenty game losing streak. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be the thirty first pick, so a pretty you know pretty good pick, I guess. But um, yeah, man, I mean, just um, Omar, let me just 
just off the bat, man, what was your initial thoughts on the trade? Um, you know, when you first heard about it and how do you feel about it? You know, how do you feel about it two games in? So yeah, so what's your initial thoughts of it? What's your what's your thoughts on the on OG Precious? Um and obviously I know Michael Flynn hasn't Michael Flynn, you know, Michael Flynn hasn't played that much, but what you know, what are your thoughts on those guys and your initial thoughts on the trade? So I want to go out first of all and say Anyone that is discounting the impact that Quickly and Barrett had into what this team is now is just not being honest, right? Right. This team isn't where they are now without R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. Just right. They were part of the foundation, and they got us back into the second round of the playoffs. There is no debating that whatsoever. So it's kind of like a thank you for your service thing. But, you know, I, I think that has gone a little – underspoken by a lot of Nick fans, right? They're, they're kind of like, oh, I'm so excited about OG. And and then the other camp is like, oh, I can't believe we got rid of our young talent, right? And without really acknowledging how much quickly brought energy to, to the team, the big moments that RJ had, you know, the shot against Boston, the dunk in the playoffs, you know, those types right. of things. So that, that's all said. So when I saw it, I was surprised because, one, I did not think that Toronto would trade with us because of the lawsuit. And because ultimately they don't want to get, they didn't want to probably didn't want to get fleeced by Masai Ujiri again, you know, right. which they have, you know, uh, a couple of times. So that surprised me. It also surprised me that they included both quickly and Barrett. Uh, you would have thought it would have been one or the other with more on the draft pick side. Right. But then you start to think about it. Toronto, it, they're not a team that wants to tank. They've never been that way. They always want to draft well and remain competitive. And so quickly and Barrett allowed them to remain competitive. So I understand that they didn't want Fred Van Vliet 2.0 to happen. So they wanted to get something for OG because it became very clear that he wasn't going to stay there long term. Uh, in terms of OG himself, I was kind of on the fence about acquiring him. Um, and truthfully, I don't watch a ton of Raptors basketball. You know, it's hard when you're on league pass, man. You're, you're trying to yeah. catch everything, you know, so... And I know he, defensively, it's there. And when you really kind of look at it, you feel like, okay, this is probably a net improvement over RJ. And you start worrying about replacing quickly, which is still my concern. Um, because you don't re you're really adding a lot more pressure now onto Julius and Jalen Brunson to, you know, get buckets all the time. Yes, you've improved defensively, but Ananobi isn't really a – you know, a shot creator in that aspect. You know, he's right. excellent from the corner, got good verticality on offense for dunks and stuff like that. But you're not giving the, him the ball in isolation and letting him work, right? You know, like you do Brunson and Randall. So right. that, that was concerning to me uh, in off the bench. But watching him the first couple of games, you, you start to think, oh, why didn't they trade for this guy sooner? Because he seems to be a hand-in-glove fit with what Thibodeau wants to do. And the game against Minnesota, like you alluded to, just the, the best win of the year, uh, was a big point of that, right? Because he was switching off of Anthony Edwards to guard Carl Anthony Towns and guarding them both pretty efficiently, you know? And he's long. He could keep up with these guys. And just defensively, uh, Thibodeau's going to have a field day using this guy. So I think ultimately they're looking at it as – we are we look trying to win a championship, right? We need a third guy, whoever that may be. And I think they came to this realization that, you know what, maybe RJ isn't that guy. Maybe he's just a good NBA pro, but not necessarily 
a number three on a championship winning team, which is a, a phrase I hate using because people use it all the time. But right. it's, I think that's what they felt like. And they also, mm-hmm. you know, when they weren't able to extend quickly in the offseason and he was going to go into a restricted free agency this offseason, this coming offseason, it kind of became clear that the two sides were kind of far apart. So, you know, in that case, you don't want to lose him for nothing. So, you know, right. go ahead and cash in and try and get uh, get Ananobi. Um, the Achua acquisition, I think, is important because of yeah. the depth behind Julius. Yeah. You know, this is a guy who's a four who could also play a little bit of five. Uh, he hasn't gotten a ton of minutes yet. And if you talk to Raptors fans, they're a little mixed on him. You know, the where the raw measurables are there, but the basketball IQ feels a little off. Right. And so you're hoping that they could coach him up a little bit to at least give you the like 15 minutes to give Julius a rest, right? And if they can survive those minutes, I think they'll be in a good spot. That being said, you don't just replace Emmanuel quickly off the bench, right? You know, you don't replace him with Miles Miles McBride. And I love Deuce defensively, but offensively, he's not Emmanuel quickly, you know, and mm. um, that's going to be a challenge. And I think that's why they're probably going to have another move to acquire a player who could fit that role. But ultimately, I think the trade makes them better defensively. And maybe it's addition by subtraction offensively, Zebo, because I don't know about you, like, there seem to always be some chemistry issues between Julius and RJ. There, I didn't yeah. really I didn't feel it with him and Quickly. Him and Quickly, I think, had decent chemistry. Him and Brunson have a good chemistry. And um, I think now he's looking like, okay, they took away this guy. I got to be the man. Right. And mm-hmm. we've seen it these last two games, no, you've so 35 it. plus, you know, in each game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been a lot more aggressive playing bully ball, you know, doing the stuff that guys like you and I, who always say this guy is really good. We've been here. Yeah, we've know, been what we, what we want to see. Yeah, yeah. We've been exactly. preaching for him to go ahead and do that. Just stay, just go down low. Like, listen, any, anyone that you do take one-on-one in the post, they, they can't stop you. Like, they were putting Caruso on this guy yesterday, and I'm just like, don't get me wrong, Alex Caruso's a very good defensive guard. One of the best in the league, probably. Right. But he, physicality-wise, he's he's just not going to match up with Julius Randle. And, you know, he, he was just showing that, and I look for him to continue to do that because now he has to, right? You know, you can't rely on anybody else. It's you and Jalen. That's the offense, right? Exactly. And you're, you're banking on, you know, Dante or Grimes or – OG hitting threes and but the this the engine of this offense is you two guys. So um so I think that might have kind of maybe unlocked something with Julius. We'll we'll have to see. It's only been two games, but uh, I think there's more moves to come, but I like the direction that they're kind of going with the construction of this team. Yeah, so as far as me, so my initial thought of the trade is when I first heard about it, I was I was obviously surprised. Um mm, because yeah. you wanna because obviously you you want? Oh, you're muted, Zebo. Here we go. now. Yeah. There you go. So, so yeah. So, um, so in regards to the trade, so yeah, I felt, you know, obviously, I felt initially the same way you did. I was a bit surprised just because of the. Um, you know, just the surprise factor, the fact that we didn't make any moves with Toronto. Um, and their asking price, if you think about it last year, they were asking for three first-round picks, which yes. when I heard that, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, as far as OG, I felt the same way you did. I'll be honest. I don't watch Raptors games. Like, mm-hmm. from what I've heard about Obi, I'll bring it back to 2019 when they won the championship. 
he wasn't technically really part. He wasn't really part of that. He was he was on the team, but he was injured. Yes. And one of the things that did concern me was obviously everyone kind of knew that Kawhi was inevitably inevitably going to go to L.A. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that made Toronto comfortable with the move is the fact that they did have OG and they were it seemed like everyone was it seemed like everyone was hyping him up to the point where we where everyone thought like hold on we might have our we might have our Kawhi Leonard mm -hmm. and kind of looking with you know kind of looking at his career it never it, obviously he's great defensively he's you know he was great defensively he he was part of that Toronto team that did go ahead and make the playoffs a few times even during the bubble and he did have his impact but again it was you know the leaders on the team was still Fred VanVleet and um and Siakam so mm -hmm. it it never kind of panned out that way so I'm like wait a minute this you know first of all he's not even I don't even think he's the best player on this team and we're again there's that's the that's the asking price and so you know, obviously that I was like, wait a minute, no, it, he seems just way too overvalued. Um, I mean, that felt then, like Gobert syndrome, right, Zebo? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what after I, the Gobert I mean, trade I, happened, everything was out of whack. You know? Yeah, man, and you know Knicks fans. I mean, you know, when it comes to trades, <laughs> man, we just have this yeah. PTSD where it's just, man, if we, you know, if we just obviously with this administration is a little different when it comes to trades. Like mm. they, like they are very calculated when it comes to their moves. But you know, if you're, I mean, if you're a diehard Knicks fan, you have PTSD when it comes to these. When it comes to these big trades, so sure. um, I just, you know, obviously I was a little bit concerned, but you know, thinking about it now, in hindsight, it's it was the move that needed to be made. I mean, R.J. Barrett just to obviously, you know, I've been I've been super critical of him. Um, Triple M has been a person that's been you know that's been to bat with this guy, and I get it. He was the third round pick. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and bash him because there's people out there that says, oh, no, we just, you know, they, the Knicks, you know, this was a great trade because the Knicks got so, rid of a toxic to be player. Fair, to be fair, uh, well, hold on. They called it a toxic asset, right? And I think that's a contract. I don't, uh, that's, comment. Yeah, it's a, a dumb yeah. quote. It's a dumb quote. It's, but, it's, I don't um, like that. I don't, yeah, I don't like that at all. He's not, you, again, he's not a scrub. Like, yeah. let's not, let's not. You can make the not, argument that the Knicks mismanaged him by playing him at small forward. Right. You know, where in college he was a shooting guard. And in right. Toronto, he's playing alongside quickly in the backcourt. Um, exactly. So you can uh, make that argument that maybe they just had to move on from him because they never really were able to get a proper small forward to play alongside of him. And right. maybe now he'll be unlocked in Toronto. But yeah, anybody who's saying RJ Barrett was a scrub doesn't really understand or doesn't, probably no. doesn't watch a lot, you know? And does, I just, does, no, yeah. it's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Stephen A. I, I call it a Stephen A syndrome where they just, yeah. you know, it's a, I call it. Well, I start. I'm. I'm. I'm actually going to call him now Stephen A. Spark Notes because he's just. You know, he's a. He's. He's literally. He's. He's just a. You know. He's a fan. Whenever. You know. Whenever we're on national TV, that's when he's actually watching the games. And so. Yeah. That's what I feel about people that critique him. That you know. We know where where that they critique R. J. To that low point. I don't think he's that. I've always thought he was a solid player. Again, does he have his deficient? You know, is is he a bit of? Is he inconsistent? Yes. Do I think that he can um, that he can elevate defensively? I always thought that. I'm like, listen, if you can, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be inconsistent offensively, you have the size, you have the instinct, you can be a you can be an A minus defender. If you, I mm -hmm. think, if you really put your mind to it, that guy can be an A minus defender. But it just never happened for us. And I do hope that in Toronto, he's able to unlock that. But you're absolutely right. I'll be honest. When it comes to the trade, my biggest concern was quickly because to mm -hmm. me. 
quickly has the potential where I I can see him being Tyrese Maxey. I'll be honest. Like I I see I'm I I like again he was a runner up for Sixth Man of the Year, and and it's unfortunate because we have Jalen Brunson who's going to be an All Star. But I'm pretty sure if Jalen Brunson wasn't here, we would have just you know we waited we would have given the keys no problem. So it's just unfortunate of the situation that we do have Jalen Brunson. But no, I I think quickly will be. At worst, Jamal Crawford, which is a very, you know, which is a great career, to be honest with you. Like a yeah. guy that can bring it offense, a guy that can bring it offensively. He's super quick. He does really good things with the ball. And again, he will explode for those games. I mean, he had games for us again, that national TV game against Boston where he just explo- where he just exploded. And so, um, so yeah, so that that was my biggest concern is yes, like, you know, we us losing quickly, that's essentially our bench. Um and obviously that second round pick, I, you know, again, it's it will be it will be valuable. To, it will be valuable because it's the thirty first. But again, it's a second round pick, so I don't want to put too much. I don't want to put too much, um, too much emphasis on that. But no, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, losing those guys is definitely tough. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to OG, just seeing him these first two games, mm-hmm. I see I see it. I see the hype. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like he plays like he's six eight with a wing with a wingspan of seven two. He plays like it. Like, he literally yeah, plays absolutely. like it. And he – I don't know if you heard the quotes of what he told Jalen Brunson when he initially, like, got in the game. He was like, listen, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll just go ahead and cut. And, yeah, I'll just go ahead and cut. And he was like, oh, okay. So he's a guy that doesn't necessarily – like, you could – like, this guy can – this guy makes an impact without without him having the ball in his hands. And so mm-hmm. – um, Which is what they need, the, right? You know, got yeah, two exactly. balls and guys. Exactly. And so he's really, you know, he's really good off those corner threes and just defensively, man. Like I know, I know Anthony Edwards, he, you know, he had his game, but man, he, he literally guards like it's, he guards literally one through five. Um, And there's not a lot of guys in the league. I think there's only probably like five or six guys in the league that can do that. So he can guard one through, you know, one through five. Um, His impact on defense, you could definitely feel, you could definitely feel it. Mm And um, offensively, like I said, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands. And also, one thing I didn't notice is how explosive he is. Like when he goes up mm-hmm. to the rim, the he goes up to the rim like a center. I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm like, yo, he literally goes up like a center. Like he explodes yeah. to the rim. I'm like, okay, no, this. I'm like, no, he's it. Like I, I get it. Like we can like in a in a game against Boston. Yeah, we'll, we'll we could throw Tatum on him. Like go, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead, take him one on one. Like if we face, you know, Milwaukee. Oh, you oh go ahead one on one against Giannis. Yeah, I feel comfortable with having him on Giannis one on one. And so I see I definitely see the I definitely see the hype. Like I see why he is I see why people speak so highly of him. Um so um I definitely think a great pickup for us. And also too, man, I'm you know, the the other thing that did intrigue me, and I've always been a fan of him just because he was, you know, he is he is um he's Nigerian, but he is from the Bronx. Precious Chichu is a good player. Mm-hmm. Like he's so, like he's solid, like he was on that. He was on that Miami team, um, that that on the on that bubble team. I'm pretty yeah, he was on that bubble team in the finals, and he's made it like even though even though yes, I you know basketball IQ wise, you know it, it definitely needs progress. He's a high motor guy, like he's a guy that will definitely bring effort. And um, it's something that you it's something that you brought up that I think it's very key is that with something that we've um, had a had a concern before the season is who's mm-hmm. gonna. You know who's gonna take those Obi? You know who's gonna take those Obi minutes? And I think that yeah. this is the perfect. This is literally the perfect guy to go ahead and take a little bit off from Randall. And so, 
Um, More than first, anything, though, Zebo, these guys are bringing in this identity back to this right. team, which is exactly we're going to out physical, out tough you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave Miles McBride a three year extension, whether that's yeah. a, a future trade piece uh, aspect or not. This is a guy who can defend in the backcourt. Achua can defend. He's, Josh he's giving us good minutes. Great yeah. minutes. No. All no, these I, guys can defend in one way or another. And exactly. so I think they're just And it gives you that versatility as well. No, yeah, yeah. And it gives you that versatility. Now, again, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and, you know, I'll go ahead and we'll talk more about it. But, yeah, I mean, my obviously my main concern is, is going to be the bench because if you did notice yes. during that Chicago game, um obviously the first half was pretty bad for us I mean, yeah. you know it was it was pretty bad and even um even early in that fourth quarter when we did have the bench it seemed like we were kind of letting the you know we had to bring our starters in earlier than usual and so um that did put a that did put more um you know more of a heavy load on the um on the minutes on the starters than than mm-hmm. usual and so that definitely is a concern moving forward for me but um I mean, yeah, who no, do you think it. they should go after? Because obviously they need some sort of scoring guard off the bench, right? Um, so it's yeah. been something I've been thinking about for ever since the trade happened. Because I, I'm convinced they're not done, and they're going to try to acquire somebody via trade or even buyout market um, after the deadline uh, to really get that spark off the bench as a lead guard who can score. Yeah, me too. No, I've been thinking about it too. I one person that's really been on my mind a lot is Jordan Clarkson. Um just mm, because I think Utah that, yeah, because yeah, Jordan I mean Jordan Clarkson, just you the Utah Jazz, they have so many like valuable guys. And I know I think they wanna I think their approach is to give more you know, give more minutes to the younger guys. Um and again, Jordan Clarkson kind of brings that, you know, he brings the same type of I think offensive. I mean, I obviously I don't think I think quickly is a little better offensively than Jordan Clarkson. I think at this point, but he can he, explode he still, for points. I he mean, can ex- uh, exactly. Well, he he dropped like thirty six yesterday. I think uh, in that uh, he did, right? overtime yeah. game against Detroit. Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah, was so a, no. a wild game. Uh, but yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I, actually boy, been thinking our boy, about our boy, our boy Alec Burks. Our, our oh, boy was, Alec Burks. But it's listen, I, I tweeted something about that. I I always used to joke when he was on the Knicks that it's like somebody put him in the machine and they put on the superstar setting. Right, but they yeah. they pulled the plug about fifty percent of the way through. So every now and then, Alec Burks looks like Kobe, and but but then like <laughs> the next nine games, he's just a an average role player. It's just fascinating. He's just a a wild player to watch night in night out. Um, but you know, you mentioned the Utah guard. Another Utah guard I thought about as well was Colin Sexton. Uh, mm. He's a guy who's come off the bench for them as well, and yeah. he's a guy who can create. And if you look at the contract. It's pretty close in number to Fournier's number. So, you know, if they wanted to make a, a one-for-one deal, maybe throw in a pick or two there uh, to make that happen, I wouldn't be surprised at that. Malcolm Brogdon's been mentioned as well. I like that um, one. That was, I, I've been mentioning yeah. that too. The injury's a little concerning to me, but mm-hmm. he was six-man of the he, – he's actually the guy that took that the award away work. from yeah. quickly. Yeah, he actually took the way award from quickly. So that's another guy. I do like what he brings. He's a smart – he's a really – I mean, he's a really smart player. Um, he's he actually he actually reminds me like he's a Tibbs actually type of guy that yeah. um, you know so him and the other person I was kind of thinking about and maybe maybe this is kind of like a you know kind of a long shot just because Lamelo Ball is injured but Tay Rozier was kind of another guy I was kind of thinking mm-hmm. about uh, just because I think number wise it works if you if you include Fournier you might have to include another player but that's a guy that can explode offensively at literally at any game and that's a good you know. 
again, he's a guy that has taken a bench role again with Boston kind of took that role and he did actually very well in it. So that's another guy I was thinking about. So, uh, yeah, no, those are, there are guys out there. They got to make a move is the point though. You know, that's the big thing. Yeah. Because right now it's impossible to survive these bench minutes long-term. And you're talking about Julius and Jalen, you got to run them into the ground before the postseason. So you got to get some, you, you got to get some pieces here or one piece that can just fill in some of that explosiveness that quickly right. gave you so that those first six minutes of the fourth quarter, you could give the keys to this guy and say, all right, let him, uh, let him do his thing, get some buckets, whatever. And then we'll close it out with, with our big dogs at the end. Uh, right. That's, yeah. that's the key. No, I, no, I agree a hundred percent. Cause I think, I think Jalen Brunson played around 38, 40, 38, 40 mm-hmm. minutes, which for Randall, I don't mind because I, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, he's a guy I, like honestly, I trust him playing that many minutes. But mm-hmm. for a guy like Jalen, for a guy like Jalen Brunson, for a small guard, I always get, I always get worried. That's always, that's always worry. been my worry. My worry about Jalen Brunson is mm-hmm. the more miles you kind of put on him, especially a small guard. He takes a lot of hits too, um, you know, because he's not the most athletic guy. He, he, you know, he is crafty, but it's a lot of you know it's a lot of manipulating bump you know bumping and just you know falling everywhere and so that's always been my concern so yeah we definitely do need someone um that is reliable to kind of take a little bit the load off Jalen Brunson for sure because that yeah or else Tibbs will kind of go back to his old ways of let me just go ahead and just run you to the ground because that's that's the only choice we have so yeah, yeah, and that's uh, and that's that's a really interesting piece. Obviously, a lot of people are suggesting that maybe a bigger move is coming. You know, uh, is it the, is this the precursor to the Donovan Mitchell deal that everybody's been waiting for? And I could see like tinfoil hat version of me, I could kind of see it, but also I think they really are content with this. I think honestly, Miami's success last year has given them hope. You know, they look at it like it gives me hope. Yeah, we got these two guys. You know, these are you know our these are our Jimmy and Bam, right? And right, a bunch of these nice role players around them. And you know, we can ride these guys with some good defense, good coaching, timely shot making. You know, all the way, uh, you know, maybe to a conference final or something. And I think that's they believe in it. You know, for right now, you know, obviously with the Knicks, things are always fluid. They're always going to try and get involved in something or another, but. I kind of wonder, like, if if Randall is able to unlock another level, you know, how content do they remain, you know, nice. with with keeping everything kind of the way it is without, you know, going star hunting? Because a lot of the big level guys are not going to be available for a long time. And I mean, they're not. Content. Giannis signed an extension. Anthony Edwards is not going anywhere. You know, Shea is not going anywhere. You know, they're going to lock those guys up for as long as they possibly can until they demand a trade. Um, why? Well, I mean, you're gonna try and get Kevin Durant. I mean, you know, now that he's like unhappy in Houston, uh, in Phoenix, excuse me. Um, right. You know, I just feel like at that point they're like, well, you know, if our guys can achieve a, another level up, you know, maybe why not us? You know, that that kind of thing. Yeah, that's always been my like, you know, with with the trade happening, I know everyone's been putting an emphasis on the Knicks, and that's been the that's been literally the talking point. We need a star. We need a star. We need a star. And it's honestly been a little annoying because again, where like where is he? Like I I get Donovan Mitchell, but again, this is another small guard that needs the ball in his hand, and mm-hmm. I just don't I I don't see the fit right now. Like I get it, you know, any at any time he can. Again, he's had his seventy one. Like this is an elite score, but does that really take us 
past Milwaukee, past Boston, past Denver. I just don't know. And so if we just, you know, if, if I'm not a hundred percent sure, why can't we just ride it out with the team we have now? I, I honestly feel like I, listen, I get it. I get everyone, you know, Julius is a very polarizing player, but at the same time, I think, I think he deserves the opportunity because now the, because now the one thing I've, and maybe this is just me digging myself in a hole, just going to Twitter, like, Oh, we need to get Carl Anthony towns. Now, like Julius Randle's the next piece that has to go. And I'm like, wait a minute, this, are you, wait, you talking about the same Julius Randle that's been scoring 20 plus, 20 plus within the last, what, 20, you know, almost almost 15 games? Like, you want to you let go of that guy, the guy that's been putting up, you know, Giannis-type numbers? Like, this is the, mm-hmm. like, this is the guy you want to let go? Like, come on. The irony think- of the cat thing is there was a sequence in the Minnesota game where Julius in the fourth quarter, when he went crazy, he's going down and he gets, hits a tough shot from the free throw line. Cat, the very next possession gets a switch on Jalen and it's a one foot height difference. And he like does this weird, like side leaning fadeaway midi that just bricks. And then on the next possession, Julius scores again. And I, in that moment, I thought I said out loud, I was like, Oh, this is the guy you want to trade for Julius Randall. The guy exactly. who just came up so small in a big moment versus the guy who came up big in a, in two big moments. Right. And I think, like, I know a lot of people like Cat because of the local ties, the size, and the shooting is appealing. But ultimately, I just don't feel like he moves the needle. Like, if you're getting a guy, you want a guy that's going to take you past the second round. You right. know, you have questions about that with Donovan Mitchell after the Knicks beat him in the first round pretty handily. You have questions about that with Carl Anthony Towns. He's never done it. You know, so I think at that point, you're that's why people have always said Giannis, Embiid, you know, these type of guys. But... You know, I don't know if those guys are leaving their markets anytime soon because, you know, they're uh, they're dominating. They're putting up MVP nub type numbers in in their in their respective markets, and you know, it's tough to see uh, them making a move, especially for in the Giannis case after they acquired right. him. There's, that was done, right? You know, right. he's not leaving that situation with and in B and in B right now and in B team's pretty happy right now. I mean, right? I mean, mm. it seems it like he's pretty yeah. happy with the team and. So I don't see that going on. So again, like the, the people are just bringing up just these random players, and I'm just like, none of it to me just seems that enticing. Now, Dejounte Murray sounds a little enticing if if Randall stays, but again, you know, you just you just don't you just don't know. And so we'll see what happens. But no, I think the emphasis right now should be let's get a bench score in there and let's you know let's go ahead and ride it out with the you know with the starters we have now because i think this is a good i think this is a good team we have now like we just need one more bench guy and you know that can balance out the minutes and that can balance out the minutes and we'll be i think we'll be fine i think we'll be good mm-hmm. so man let's yo listen omar i'm gonna go ahead and you know let's go ahead and wrap it up but omar man thank you man like i said i love like i said um you know uh love having you i love having your insight man he has a actually has a great article in Emmanuel quickly so Definitely go ahead and check that out. But Omar, I'm gonna let you go ahead and have the floor, man. Go ahead and um, you know, plug whatever you have to plug. But man, thank you so much for 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 you know for stopping by, man. I know. And again, um, you know, you went ahead and stepped up for my guys that aren't here. I know, <laughs> I know they're gonna be back here next next episode. But yeah, yeah man, appreciate you doing this for sure. Uh, appreciate that, Zebo, and uh, you know, looking forward to seeing uh, Triple M and and Don Juan back uh, for to complete the trio. You know, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, X, uh, at Omar, Z-H-R-N. You could catch me on Medium.com and also 
on deepcoversports.com, all of my articles, mostly NBA and NFL, um, on a bunch of podcasts for Off the Ball Network as well. So Knicks Fan Wilding just did a an episode about the Knicks with on the For the Love of the Game podcast with Nick Andre. Uh, make sure you check that out as well. So a lot of stuff cooking, you know, always, always sure. making something. So uh, definitely uh, check all that out. Definitely, man. Appreciate you. And like I and like I keep saying, man, like, subscribe the page, man. You know, definitely go ahead and show love. But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and head out. Appreciate y'all, Knicks fans. Again, honestly, we did we did a good show right now. I know I know a lot of people thought, oh man, Zebo's coming, man. He's about to spend thirty five minutes just talking about Randall. <laughs> but we spoke a lot. We spoke about a lot. We we kept that at like five minutes on Randall. So yeah, yeah. we I did think, good. We, we did, did good. good. Two Julius Randall fans uh, went uh, went unchecked, and you know it exactly. wasn't too bad. It was, it was, it was good. Too- yeah. Exactly. It wasn't too bad. So appreciate y'all, man. Have a good one. Y'all already know, man.